Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps. The cat cameos. People not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Hello, everyone, and welcome, God help us, to the March Mastess Ultimate Teen Idol round of 32, which is almost as many times as I was wrong in my predictions. I am your host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here with the Splan Fandiferous. No, that's not a sweetener, because he's sweet enough. Mark Blankenship. Hi, Mark. Oh, Sarah, when it comes to sweeteners, you have no equal. <laughs> <gasps> what a splendid compliment. <laughs> oh, I'm going to keep it sweet and low down. Wait, that's oh. Woody Allen. Fuck that guy. Dead jokes. Um, so everyone, for those of you who are at home listening, and if you've gotten this far without hearing last week's episode uh, that introduced you to this tournament, let me do a quick recap. This is the round of 32 in our March Masters tournament to determine the ultimate, and I mean all-time ultimate, teen idol. And today we are going to be talking through all of the matchups in the round of 32. But when I say we, I don't just mean me, and I don't just mean Sarah. I also clearly need backup, so we got some. <laughs> I also mean our patrons who are here with us live. This is a live happy hour episode of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. patrons. Hello, hello. Woo! Y'all, there are an array of awesome people in this room, and we thank them so much for being here. Now, just like you, if you were listening at home, everyone in this room with us today voted for the round of 64 at patreon.com slash mastis. That's patreon.com slash mastis. Every single poll will be available to you. You do not have to be a patron of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs to vote. You just need a free Patreon account. However, if you would like to become a patron, we would love to have you. And that is one of the ways that you yourself can get access to this here episode. Um, Sarah, I think before we go any further into the round of 32, we do need to dig a little into what happened in the round of 64, because I am someone who lives for surprises in contests like these. And I would say this uh, round of 64 delivered so many surprises that basically all you and I did for the last three days was just send each other Slack messages saying, what the fuck? I, I mean, and I still like, occasionally we'll just come in the Slack room and be like talking about something else completely that has nothing to do even with the podcast. And it's like, by the way, the Joe bros are out already. What? Like, <laughs> I mean, and I, I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, I, I sort of hate it on behalf of some groups and individuals who didn't make it. Menudo. 
I to try to avenge you, but um, yeah, th- this has really been quite a roller coaster. So thank you uh, all listeners who voted for really sending us on quite a journey that is barely started. I mean, we're talking about I, I, two of the 16th place, 16th seed contenders muscled their way into the round of 32. And we're not talking about like squeakers. We're talking about decimation. One of the things that I was so surprised by was the number of contenders who were literally blown out of the water. You sank my Blankenship. I'm sorry. You sank my Battleship style. <laughs> I was referred to I as you sank my- Blankenships were sunk this time. Yes, I was referred Something to as you sank my Blankenship in college so much that it's all I can say now. But blown out of the water, you sank my Battleship style. Um, now, Kit Keller, if you feel comfortable coming on mic, I would love to hear your thoughts on the fact that one Mr. Ricky Nelson will not be joining us anymore in this competition. Uh, yeah, I think that given the fact that it is a teen idol competition and he is literally the first name that came to mind when y'all said, oh, we're doing teen idols. I was like, oh, so like, like a Ricky Nelson kind of person. And like, he is like, I feel like he's like the mold of a teen idol. Yeah. Like to a really, like, I I don't particularly care about him as an artist or person, but he has everything of a teen idol. He was absurdly popular. He had a bunch of different things that he did. Like he did acting and he did music and he did other stuff. He had a weird family life. He had a tragic <laughs> death. He has everything. He has it all. He had the first Billboard Hot 100 number one. Poor little um, fool. Only it's there true. For a week. Yes, but still, like I feel like I feel like he at least deserved to make it one more step. Well, and you know, I think that that's I a mean, fine. It's a very rational yeah. argument, uh, Sarah. I think my response to Kit's very rational argument is that I think that what happened here many many times is that people voted with their hearts and and not the rationale and i think that people were mostly like these songs are doper to me therefore i vote for them i mean and this is a we had a version of this conversation a number of times in the round of 64 predictions episode where i was sort of like you know what is the true brief of a teen idol um and uh, some people who i think really met the brief got through but in other cases i think people were like i don't know that person but i do know their opponent and they were voting on the merits of the actual music versus the um how closely the uh group hewed to the teen idol brief which is like look i can't like, I'm not going to go in the ballot box and change things. Like, I get it. Um, my reasons for voting were different. But, like, that's why you play the games, as they say. Like, you got to see what happens. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with Kit. But it's also like, well, then I guess he's not the ultimate teen idol. Because, look, he's been dead since the mid-80s. So maybe... You know, maybe my predictions were based on being, you know, an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that that has a lot of opinions that are only opinions and they're not facts. Usually. Well, one fact that is true. It, well, I'm going to get to that later. But I will say a lot of people are talking about the fact that they in the comments here on uh, from our uh, Patreon, from our patrons, that they were sort of voting 
across the spectrum of reasoning. Like Val says that for her, a teen idol is a heart, not a head decision. Laura points out that she voted against some people for sure. Stephanie says that although Ricky Nelson didn't make it, she will always love Garden Party, which is his hit that he had in the 70s when he was a grown-up fancy adult artist. Um, and uh, uh, and then Britt notes that she just did a scan through the results and only two that she voted for didn't go through. And one of those was a one-point margin. So I feel like Britt actually should be ranking all of our tournaments in the future. We pay in buttons. I hope that you like buttons. We have so many buttons, though. So, Sarah, I think without further ado, let's jump into these matchups in the round of 32. Okay, well, we're we're in uh, strange, uncharted territory immediately because we're looking at the Shangri-La, which I now cannot call the Shangri-Las normally, like a normal person, versus, uh, in my notes, it just says Duff. <laughs> Very different matchup. Um, versus Hillary Duff. Not necessarily the outcome I was expecting from either of the previous matchups. And just as a reminder um, here in the BOP division, the Shangri-Las were the 16th seed and they pounded BTS, uh, who were first seed, and Hillary Duff beat Michael Damien. Amazing. So, whoa, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, as for what's going to happen next, yeah, uh, I have a I have a prediction, but first let's hear a clip from the Shangri-Las from their hit and a question mark. I can never go home anymore, um, which is one of the few uh, pop songs that I've heard about fighting with your mom when you're 16 years old. Here we go. She told me it was not really love, but only my girlish pride. And that's called bad. happened to you don't let this i packed my clothes and left home that night though she begged me to stay i was sure i was right and you know something funny i forgot that boy right away Instead mm. Mm. i mean th like there is a lot you should go and find the whole song it's not very long the implication is that she has become an unhomed sex worker um, because her mom was like, it's just your girlish pride. Like, that's not what her mom said. She's like, you're too young to be fucking that kid who's 23. And uh, little Shangri-La was like, fuck you, mom, and stormed out. And then she feels too proud to go home and she misses her mom and she might be dead. The Shangri-Las are legit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> And I think if they could take out K-pop, they can probably take out Duffy. So I think the Shangri-Las advance, but I'm seeing a lot of Duff love over here. So I don't know, Mark, what do you think? Well, first of all, Dan correctly asks, why hasn't Quentin Tarantino used this song in a movie? And Mariah correctly notes that the speaking voice in this song is more melodic and tuneful than Hillary Duff's singing voice. <laughs> uh, I, where's the lie? There is not one. Oh, shit. It is a fact. So I feel like, Sarah, I have to agree with you. The Shangri-Las have, first of all, made it from the undercard into the March Masters tournament. They have vanquished BTS. And unlike Hillary Duff, they had a hit song, Leader of the Pack, that lots of people can still sing. So I'm going to be mm. shocked if the 
Shangri-Las don't make it now to the Sweet 16. And that's clip that you just played, that is teenage life. You are so fucking yeah. convinced that your life is that dramatic that your mom tells you not to see a boy and you go full Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, and that it like some Shangri-La songs can be a little bit um, shouty and over like the mix is a little bit tough, but that one is a remastered version that I found on Apple music and it is um, lovely. And again, the like angelic choir sounds in the background imply that this may belong to the tragic teen subgenre of death. <laughs> I like the idea too. That not only that, but she's become a teenage sex worker. Um, Suli, you, um, I think, have a comment on your predictions for the Hillary Duff Shangri La's matchup. I don't know if that's a, a comment so much as an argument. Your Honor, I rise today in defense of Ms. Duff. While you may say, while it may be said, and no one is not acknowledging that her voice is not great and that the Shangri La, whom this humble contra lawyer had never heard of before, um, are beautiful, but that means that they got by on actual talent, not on their ability to be a teen idol and swoon over many teens. Hillary Duff, I might, I might add to you, used her success as a teen star to star in a very shitty movie called Raise Your Voice, which many people watched and thought that the Hallelujah Chorus is a difficult piece of music. And also, she is now on Younger. She has used her teen idleness to reconnect with those same teens and juiced it into a current and later um, career move. So, I mean, what did the Shangri-Las do? Not enough for me to know them because I was born in 1988. So <laughs> I, I think uh, I am closer to a teen than most people on this call and my, I'm throwing my weight behind Ms. Duff. I rest my case, Your Honor. Oh my God! First of all, you passed the bar in every state with that country law. Your persona. He, he has never passed a bar in his short life. I would venture <laughs> to say. May it please the court, and it does. Um, well, I want to thank. The, I want to thank Lucio. I want to thank the right honorable gentleman for coming to the for courthouse today. Um, now, Sarah, moving <laughs> on. He's passing. Moving <laughs> on here in the Bop Division. Bobby Sherman defeated Fabian, and hold on to your butts because the Jonas Brothers were defeated by Aaliyah. And I'm not saying that I have a problem with Aaliyah. Aaliyah is the bomb.com, but I just was not expecting for Aaliyah to vanquish the Joe Bros. No, um, I have no prediction here. I, uh, Bobby Sherman was a pretty narrow contest, yes? Yes, he and Fabian were, were closely matched. That was a shame that they were matched up against each other, but that's how it goes, as we'll see later in this bracket. Um, I'm not totally sure Aaliyah belongs in this tournament in the first place, but then every time I sort of make that assertion, I think of reasons why she is perfect for this tournament. Yeah. Um, and if she can beat the Jonas Brothers, like, uh, who knows what she's capable of talk about sing choirs of angels um i have no idea what happens but uh, i wish them both luck yeah i think that i think the fact that she died very young is working in her favor which honestly kind of helps a teen idol i think she's never not gonna she's never gonna be an old lady um also she was despite all of the shit that happened with r kelly like Aaliyah herself i think was sort of universally beloved in 
her community of musicians. Missy Elliott is still rocking her a jacket with Aaliyah's face airbrushed on it, probably at this very moment. She had, she was like so stylish and charismatic and tragic also, but like aside from that, stylish and charismatic. So I just feel like, I, I feel pretty strongly that I think that the fact that Bobby Sherman is a name that we know, but maybe not a musician we know, and that Aaliyah, for many of us, will probably have three to seven songs that we can all sing right now, means that Aaliyah moves forward as well. But I don't know, does anyone does anyone in the room care to make uh, a comment on where they think this match might be headed? Kat, I believe you have a thought on where we might see this match heading? Well, if I have anything to do with it, Bobby Sherman is going to trounce Aaliyah. Sorry. Sorry, Aaliyah. R.I.P. <laughs> Thank you for looking to the sky. We do know her spirit's with us. Um, now, Kat, why for you is Aaliyah the one to, why is Bobby Sherman the one to be? He, he was my mom's teen idol. Like he, he was the first um, singer, actor that they made like posters for young teens in the 60s walls. Mm -hmm. um, he was on that silly Seven Brides for Seven Brothers TV show. He is a teen idol in the original mold, and he has a great voice. And Julie, 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 Do You Love Me is an awesome song, and he should absolutely go into the round of 60. Oh, well, your, your, your comment and your passion are both gratefully noted by the panel. Um, uh, so we're going to take one more comment. I just saw, Jules, your hand went up. Would you like to comment on the Bobby Aaliyah contra Tem. Yes, definitely. I'm going to cancel out your vote. And it was my first time in here. And I'm going to, you know, this may be my last. I might be blocked. But um, yeah, definitely going to throw down Aaliyah. You got to get some modern. You, gotta, you need a lady in there. We yeah. need, I'm tired of these old teen idols. You need a lady in there to represent for the new, the modern teen idol. Need a teen angel in there, you know, as the to represent. So need a contemporary. Yeah, or she's gonna take this round. So, yeah, she's definitely taken down. Well, you know what, Jules? I would say that kind of fiery passion is not going to get you blocked. It's going to probably get you elevated to the police talk every week status. So I think that your point is yeah. very well made, and your correct usage of teen angel in that in that. Uh, uh, structure was excellent. You now, did uh, answer us, please. <laughs> now, moving on, next we're going to be looking at the next matchup. The Partridge family oh, handily God. trounced Avril Lavigne. So the Partridge family, starring, of course, David Cassidy, uh, has moved on to the round of 32. And Sarah, another upset, uh, LFO was defeated by Criss Cross, although I will say I predicted Maybe this one. They could... Yeah, you did. Um, and <laughs> As Quaid and Full's Patreon account, I think I voted for Criss Cross. Um, <laughs> these are two pioneers of both overalls style, one with no shirt underneath, David Cassidy, and the other backwards, Criss Cross. Um, they're, they both have um, strong bus energy in their brands. Partridge Family Bus, Missing the Bus. Um. You know what, after I, like, you warm I, it up, after you take your lunch and warm it up, you can put it in your Partridge Family lunchbox, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Um, I think I love you, squashed salami sandwich with a sad piece of lettuce. 
and the yellow mustard. I think it's the partridges, but this is what, like, I just doubt everything. It's like <laughs> two plus two is beige. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's the partridges. I think they are more sort of on brand for this, but I also am realizing that we are not really going to decide what the brand is for this tournament. And crisscross is red. Also, I'm not going to be bummed out. I will be surprised. What do you think? I think that Jenny's comment that this is one of the times that she absolutely can't separate her own personal teen allegiances from any kind of objectivity. I feel that way too, because I mean, this is actually a tougher call for me than it was when Criss Cross was up against LFO because LFO is pretty stupid, honestly. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Market Sarah talk about, yeah. Um, main end of episode. Sure. But I think I love you by the Partridge family and jump by crisscross. If I heard either one of those at say a wedding or in a bar on a boat, I would be happy to hear those songs and to to dance around to them. A bar yeah. on a boat. Why not? <laughs> so um I just looking at some of the comments that were <laughs> oh it looks God. like that crisscross is getting a strong amount of support in the comments and um I, I feel like pretty good about that um and also markella says please tell me someone out there is playing crisscross at their wedding and i'm just like listen never you never know what what's going to happen at, at a nuptial ceremony um that was on the playlist at my wedding damn right it was heard it but it was there now Next, it's time for the final matchup in the BOP division, Sarah. And this is the matchup that I watched for the oh, most fuck. closely. I watched it with the most bated breath. Let's say right away, the Backstreet Boys did vanquish Martika. That was definitely going to happen. But let's also note, Sarah, by one vote, it's possible that not everyone in the room knows this yet, but by one vote, the Jets won. The Jets triumphed over Miley Cyrus. I, I feel like- I am surprised it was that close. Like I'm surprised Miley kept it that close. Cause I feel like the Jets, I feel like we as a group of late have been like, why aren't the Jets super famous? Like the Jackson five, like it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, correct jokes are being made. You go first. <laughs> Tim is noting that you could say that Martika fell down like a toy soldier. And I want to go back to your comment last time, Sarah, where you said you honor all of our toys in uniform. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I feel like... G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. The, the, the success of the Jets brought me such joy. And the fact that it was one vote... That's the kind of like beat the buzzer end of Hoosiers shit that I live for. And Mariah notes that the Jets came at Miley like a wrecking ball from Tonga. And uh, I just love them so much. And I feel like I love them more in the context of this tournament than I've ever loved them in my life because they are such a clear underdog and their songs are fun. It's not like I was a, I never owned a Jets tape Back in the 80s, I don't sit around, I don't know the names of anyone in the Jets except the one guy, Eugene Wolfgram, who wasn't a member of their family. I, I like... They're all named Jet, right? <laughs> sure. Tony Jet, Joan Jet, Jumbo <laughs> Jet. Concord Jet. But Sarah, I, yes. I, I have to say, up against the Backstreet Boys, I feel like it's 
I don't think the Jets are going to win against the Backstreet Boys, but I want them to win. How do you feel? I, I, I think Backstreet will win, but I want the Jets to make a show, like to make a horse race out of it. And I think they actually will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think that you're right. Cause I'm just seeing a lot of like Judy, for instance, had make it real on one of those little tiny records with rocket to you on the B side. And, uh, and, and those little tiny records, 45s, you mean? Janice pined over multiple boys while listening to Make It Real. Uh, my sister would never forgive me if I voted for the Jets over Backstreet Boys, Jeff notes. So understand, that's fair. Um, and then Jenny points out that Eugene, that Elizabeth, um, who did the lead vocals on most of the hits, was just a little older than her. So that's clearly a reason to love her. So I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a tight, tight match, and I'm very curious to see what goes down. All right, now, moving on to the BOP division. Uh, again, not a surprise, John Schneider and his hot shirtlessness was no match for One Direction. Yeah. No. Um, and then in the 8-9 matchup, New Edition beat Aaron Carter so badly that Aaron Carter was one of our... He's not expected to live. Right. Um, Aaron Carter is actually one of our five lowest vote getters. He only got 8% of the vote in his matchup. So sorry, it's not Aaron's party anymore. And I see some people celebrating by with dancing. Um, and Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie, uh, new edition was your first concert. So you're like, I would assume that you voted for them. Am I correct? Yes, she did. And that's, um, and those, I know you can't see this if you're listening it on, on the recording, but Stephanie's got a background of disco balls. That's giving me my life right now. Now, mm, same. So, Sarah, when you look at New Edition One Direction, oh, what do you see? Um, what I see is that New Edition's win was beyond decisive. And um, I, like, I think it's One Direction, but I would not count New Edition out. So, <sighs> like, nothing is going to surprise me in this matchup. I am going to predict One Direction, but I will not be surprised if I'm wrong because I have been uh, so wrong <laughs> about the round of 64. That's never going to surprise me that I'm wrong. But I, I don't know. Like, this, I think, is going to be a um, maybe a little bit of a generational split mm. again. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like New Edition is just, like, foundational teen content. Mm -hmm. But... I am like my teen years were <laughs> many, many centuries ago. Uh, so I could be wrong about that. What is your feeling? I, I even I, as someone who have enjoyed I, both the music of both groups, I actually in this moment don't know who I would vote for because I think this is one of those things like when Matt Alexander and I were both running for class president in our freshman year, I will never forget that there was a runoff between us. And my geometry teacher said, after this announcement was made over the all school intercom, well, this is a great moment for everyone in this class because either one of those young men will be excellent class presidents. And I feel like this is the Mark Blankenship versus Matt Alexander of ninth grade Udawa High School, 1993, in that there's no bad winner. Now I didn't win in ninth grade, Matt Alexander won. So I don't know who I'm casting myself as in this extended tortured metaphor, but there are no losers here. You can never trust a man with two first names except Daniel Jakes. That's the that's the message. <laughs> that's damn right. Ah! And uh, Suli notes that he won class treasurer his sophomore year through a rock, paper, scissors contest. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> um, Kat has seen One Direction in concert 29 times. Like Ferris Bueller, but even more, 29 times. So 29 I'm going- times, yeah, I went to Clerks Direction, which is not- Try not to see any One Direction when you walk through the parking lot. Sorry. But Lee, however, notes, as an old man, he says, I can't say I know a single 1D song, but Cool It Now is in my morning playlist. So I think, Sarah, we're going to see a super close race here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think that um, sometimes the vocals on New Edition are um, not as good as they could be, but they're also not entirely the point. Like there's just an energy there and it brings me back to like one of the um, scarce mornings where the whole carpool was like speaking to each other and bugging out to whatever was on the radio. So good times. Now, moving on, we've got... um the Osmonds being handily defeated. And I mean- What the fuck, guys? The Osmonds the Osmonds were massacred by Christina Aguilera. So Christina Aguilera joins us in the round of 32. Uh, she is a better singer, we'll just say that. And I guess Mormon teeth don't get you as far as they used to. Um, then in a, a, a major, major destruction, Clay Aiken only got 7% of the vote against uh mandy moore i think we know you should never underestimate mandy moore this matchup is the biggest snooze of the round for me i don't know if anyone else feels that way um i don't really exactly feel like extina belongs in here um that uh clay's boat was swamped this early is surprising but also kind of gratifying (laughs) i'm just gonna say it um i I like both of these artists, but I don't like, I have no, I can't get a handhold on what will happen when they're against each other, possibly because I don't care. So I'm going to guess Christina Aguilera. And uh, I look forward to hearing from people who feel extremely strongly about this, if there is anyone. Okay, so, but Mariah does make an excellent point in the comments that she survived Ryan Adams and she is therefore a survivor. And Judy notes too that she loves a walk to remember beyond all reason. And uh, I, I, I suspect <sighs> it's hard. I think that Christina Aguilera actually does belong here because of reflection from Mulan. <laughs> okay. I mean, she was also a masketeer. Like, I, I guess that counts for something. It wasn't something that I was engaging with, but I think it does count. Here's the thing. If people are voting because of the music, they have to vote for Christina, I think. Although Candy and I uh, mm. I, I Want to Be With You are fine songs. If they're voting for overall co- contributions to pop culture, they're probably going to vote for Mandy Moore. But I think that my, my argumentative play-by-the-rules heart insists that I vote for Christina here if I had to vote. Now, next we've got the... Um, high school musical cast it was so close they won they beat jessica simpson but they beat her by less than 10 votes so let's take a moment to acknowledge that jessica simpson's got her fans out there jenna is Mm -hmm. saying boo clearly a jay simps supporter and Mm -hmm. um they uh are also now going to be competing against the monkeys the monkeys beat sean mendez so badly that sean mendez only got 12 percent of the vote He's also in our bottom five in terms of vote get, vote getters, and I think that Sean Mendez is a snack, so, and I like mm-hmm. some of his songs. Um, but so now we've got the High School Musical cast versus the Monkees, and Adam, 
I see that you have something you'd like to say about this matchup. Well, so I am much too old for most of these, but for High School Musical, you know, specifically, it's not my generation. And I do often have the taste of a teenage girl. So, you know, whatever, grain of salt, but like around the time of High School Musical 2, and I worked in musical theater professionally, and I was like, I guess I should see what this is, like truly professional reasons. And I was just so completely won over by it and genuinely unironically love all three of those movies and the Disney Plus TV show. And actually went and saw High School Musical on Ice, which is as ridiculous as you think it is, but also was a truly delightful and bizarre experience. It was like, the tickets were like $15 and my friend and I were like, sure, why not? That sounds weird. And it was, and I think it's great as a person in my forties with no children. So, but also grew up with the monkeys. So this is a really hard matchup for me. So I don't know what I'm gonna do in this round, but like I am here to defend High School Musical as like legit great pop. I mean, you saw a High School Musical on okay. ice. I don't see how your bona fides could be stronger. Dramaturgically speaking, they compressed the first two movies into like a half hour each. It was two acts on ice. Some excellent storytelling there and some excellent ice dancing. And from there to Ted Bundy for Zac Efron. I mean, I mean is there anything he can't do? He has the range-ish. Um, Sarah, what is your heart telling you about High School Musical versus The Monkees? Um, i just like to know, Dan Jakes says, I told my fiance who abhors John Mendez about Sarah's comment regarding him having resting dick face and now Danielle wants to be your best friend. Um, that's totally fine. She's at the head of the line. My feeling is about this matchup, Efron et al. barely handled the simp. The Monkees, I think, take this in a walk. Um, you and I both predicted in the last round that they might be a like mid-seed surprise to go to the Final Four. I stand by that. And uh, I think that other people of more reliable taste than ours would agree, which you will hear in the clip that I put together for this matchup. Hit it. Whatever it was, I shit what was that that was amazing what was that really i've never heard who no who was that that was run dmc oh hello. i even have my adidas on today in their honor after cutting that last sign of being like i'm really feeling run dmc in my life um yeah that's why i cut that song instead of like maybe a better known one uh, I think the I think the monkeys can handle this easily. We'll see what happens in future rounds, but it's the monkeys from here. I think. 
I think the monkeys are going to take it too. I also love, they're so cool that Run DMC knows who they sampled them. And if we were getting voted off this island, it wouldn't be you, Jules, who would get voted off. It would be me based on the comments of people responding to me not recognizing a Run DMC song. Okay, now that brings <laughs> it. Tim is like, my mom seems very, I used to say that to her when she was until and she did not appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, now that brings us to uh, Hanson versus Tiffany. Tiffany won. I feel that is just and as it should have been. I, and, I do as well. And take that versus Danity Kane. There was no contest. Take that also won. That means that we are now looking at Tiffany versus take that TTT. Uh, this is another tough call. I don't feel like take that schooled a number 15 seed as thoroughly as they could have. I think I think Tiff has a more than a shot. But I don't know. What do you think? I think that if Take That had had more hits in America, they would have a stronger pathway. But because they only had one hit in America and Tiffany had was Tiffany, I, I think that <laughs> Tiffany could squeak it out as well. I just think that she sort of epitomizes what we're talking about here when we talk about a teen idol. Like you said, your eyeliner is still inspired by Tiffany. <laughs> I hit Natalie's like Brits are voting. This is a this is an international. This is like Eurovision, <laughs> Mastovision. I don't know. Brit, Brit is pointing out, and in all capital letters, but she played in a mall. <laughs> I'm from I'm from New Jersey. Like that's yes, sure. She played in a mall. Good, good, yay. We got to go see her. <laughs> it's Laura, like comparing margarines. Mariah right. says it's like comparing right. margarines. <laughs> Both of them give me I mean, a little bit I, of gastric I, distress. I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, I'm very curious. Yeah. Laura would like to note that there is a take that concert that's woven into an episode of the show Dairy Girls, and that's a great show. So there you go. Um, I think before we move on to the next round, it's time for a word from our sponsor. It sure is. <clears throat> Speaking of Adidas, we'd like to talk for just a second about our sponsor, eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to snag the pair of sneaks you've been looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers will be meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators who verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Do I kind of want that gig? Yes, I do. Would I feel protected as a sneaker seller on eBay? Also, yes, because eBay offers a verified return process and no selling fees on sneakers 100 bucks and up, so it's free to sell or flip your collection. Head to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and selection. Thanks, eBay. Now that brings us to the Tiger Beat division, where we, Sarah, again, we're going to kick it off with InSync uh, uh, was ranked number one, and I thought that was a perfect seed for them, but they are not moving forward. They were crushed by the Spice Girls. InSync mm. was bounced on their teen boy asses out into the trash yard, and they have lost. As Karen says, defeat in stink. Well, they've been defeated. And I feel like there's maybe going to be some justice for some people that Backstreet Boys made it, but NSYNC did not. But anyway, mm. Spice Girls are our other 16th seed who made it from the undercard to the tournament moving forward. Sarah, they are now going to be facing off in the round of 32 against uh, 
Debbie Gibson, who 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 was able to move past Menudo as God intended, at least my God. And I am thrilled that this matchup exists. What are your thoughts? Um, I am sad that Menudo didn't put up a better fight, but I guess in retrospect, it's not surprising. Um, I would not have voted for either of these. So I have no idea what happens now, but uh, I do know that I'm going to vote for, vote for the Spice Girls. Like now that they're here, sure. Like, I don't get it, but let's see what happens. Sigazig, uh. <laughs> I, I feel like this is not going to be your journey. Um, <laughs> I want to just thank you for that sort of aggressive Sigazig ha. Like, fuck you, Sigazig ha. <laughs> um. <laughs> Now, Laura, <laughs> would you like to make um, a statement about your thoughts on this matchup? This was a Sophie's Choice for me with Spice Girls versus NSYNC. It was so hard. I wanted Spice Girls in, and then you did this to me, which was hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now that they're through and now that they've defeated NSYNC, I'm going to have to vote for them the whole way because clearly it's meant to be. Do you think like do you think that the Spice Girls could take it in your heart at least they could take it all the way to the finals? Oh yeah. They still there's their music was just so infectious and it's a message that still works today. No one's been canceled from that group. I mean except for maybe Mel B, but we aren't going to talk about that. <laughs> yep, fair, fair, fair. Well, Laura, I mean, I have to tell you I appreciate your passion. I appreciate Sarah's begrudging vote for the Spice Girls. I am going to now step in and say to me, Debbie Gibson all the way, Debbie Gibson yesterday, Debbie Gibson today. I see Adrian nodding her head. I see Ron nodding his head. Debbie, 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 uh, uh, uh. I just want to say again, it's not just because she tweeted me. It is partly that, but it's not entirely. It's, uh, it's that. But listen, her songs are so fucking good and she wrote them by herself and I'm going to now play you a clip. I mean, good for her. I don't care for her. Well. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I. I mean, listen, there are moments when every marriage, pod or otherwise, must come to a certain crossroads and a decision must be made about the future. I hope that we can make it past this crossroads, Sarah. <laughs> um, I don't think Debbie makes it past this crossroads, so sure, that's fine. <laughs> the reason I'm actually about to play a clip from a Debbie Gibson song is that I don't think she's going to beat the Spice Girls either, and I'm not mad about that. I mean, listen, say you'll be there, to become one, stop, too much, goodbye, wannabe, all of it, fine. But mm -hmm. I do want to play this clip from a less-remembered Debbie Gibson song called We Could Be Together. Again, this song is so musically complex and she wrote this thing when she was a teenager and I just think it's great. And if you don't know this song, do yourself a favor and check it out. This is a little bit of Debbie Gibson's We Could Be Together. Now, listen, I'm not going to deny that this song has a certain opening of a bad sitcom smoothness to it, but I love it yeah. all the same. 
<laughs> I I mean, I get it. And um, opinions are not, opinions are opinions. I just, there's something about the, there's something about the arrangements that I just never connected with her. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, 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 even as I listen to those songs, I like Debbie Gibson has no edge. She has less edge than a tub of sour cream. She has less edge than uh, one of those pink erasers that you would use to fix things on your spelling tests. Like she has okay. no edge at all. Here's how little edge she has. When she was on 9021 OMG on their live show, first of all, Jenny Garth called her Tiffany to her face. These people have been prepped for this event. They don't look alike called Tiffany. She was gracious about it, which I'm sure it happens more often than she'd like, and that's fine. But then they have this already like babyized version of fuck Mary Kill that's like kiss Mary kick to the curb. And even kick to the curb was too mean for Deborah. She was like, Can't we just say not today? It's like <laughs> We're not even allowed to say fuck. Do you have to take everything from us? <laughs> Is this a Mormon show? I'll tell you who would say fuck every single one of the Spice Girls. Mm. So, well, I, I think that I think that if the Spice Girls win, I won't be mad, and I, I, I expect to see them in the Sweet Sixteen. Next, that takes us to um, the Jackson Five, who handily defeated Marky Mark. Marky Mark, also one of our top, our bottom five vote-getters. He only got 11% of the vote in his matchup. So Marky Mark, goodbye. And O-Town, whoever stole the O-Town CD from Judy's car was clearly voting in this matchup because O-Town also crushed it. High five, we honor you. You're not going through. So now, Sarah, that leaves us with the Jackson 5 versus O-Town. I feel like it's the Jackson Five because I think that at this point you look at these two bands and you're like, well, the choice is clear. But how do you feel? I mean, based on the music and contribution to culture, yes, the choice is clear. Based on being a teen idol, based on actually not that much substance, like I think the Jackson Five might be too substantive uh -huh. for this matchup. Um, I think it's O Town. Interesting. Oh, so, you know, and I, I actually think this is going to be another head versus heart conversation because you're right that in terms of teen idledom, um, Emily, for instance, says that she voted for O-Town because that CD got stolen out of Judy's car. But I, um, I think that O-Town is much more of the epitome of a teen idol. But the Jackson 5, yeah, I, I, I just don't know that anybody is going to, anybody like O-Town is going to be able to stop I Want You Back. That's, that's, my, that's my thinking. Yeah, but I mean, we can't unknow the things that we know. Yeah, that's also about true. About certain members of certain bands. And uh, I mean, I think that ca like counts into or factors into people's voting. Yeah, I think this is that's you're right. This is a very tricky one. So I'll be interested to see what happens. Me too. Now, um, does anyone want to come on mic and talk about that? Did anyone raise their hand to plunge into the fray I see. there? We do have a comment from Judy on the O-Town Jackson 5 face-off. Judy, what are your thoughts? So, I mean, obviously I am an O-Town fan and I'm still devastated that my CD was stolen 15 years ago. But <laughs> I, I think Sarah's right. We can't unknow the things that we know. And while I do still like the Jackson 5 music, voting for several of them as a idol kind of makes me feel squicky so I think for me 
it's O-Town. It's, for me, it wouldn't be O-Town no matter who O-Town was up against, but I think in this particular matchup, I'm still O-Town all the way just because of what we now know about many, several, not, not just one member of the Jackson 5, but several members of the Jackson 5. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think that that's a fair point, and I think it's going to add an interesting wrinkle to this conversation. Um, speaking of interesting and wrinkles... I think the head and heart thing plays into that too. Yeah. With having, the, like having to think too hard about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's when our fingers are hovering over the over the the, the spot on the on the poll. We, it's like we might not know till the second that we vote who we're going to vote for. Now, Sarah, speaking of uh, wrinkles, I really thought that when you ranked John Travolta in third place, that he was uh, ranked well, and then he was creamed by the Bay City Rollers. So the Bay City Rollers have now moved on to the round of 32. And they will be facing off against 98 Degrees, who, as predicted earlier, did in fact silence the run of Lindsay Lohan. So, Sarah, when you look at Bay City Rollers versus um, 98 Degrees, what are your thoughts? I don't really have any. Um, I guess this isn't that surprising. This one is a little bit, this is definitely one of those that's like anthropologically I'm interested, but then I don't actually care. What happens? Uh, I think the Bay City Rollers may have the momentum to keep rolling. Mm. Um, Because I feel like 98 degrees is like, is that in the first like 15 or 20 entities that you think of when you think of teen idols? Sure. Um, But then do you have any more thoughts about them? Yeah. You know, I don't. I'm like, I'm done. So I'm probably going to vote Bay City. So why not? I think that whoever wins this, they're not going past the Sweet 16. Like, this is like one of those drag race queens that somehow makes it to the middle of the season and you're like, you're still here? Okay, Jocelyn Fox, good for you. So I I think that this is a middle of the pack uh, matchup and I don't think we're going to hear much from them as, as we move forward into the later parts of this tournament. Now, again we get to one of our lowest vote getters. In fact, the lowest vote getter of all 64 contenders was Ariana Grande. She got 5% of the vote. She was tossed into space and floated away by Britney Spears. Britney Spears was a decisive victor. So that means that Britney Spears will be up against Sean Cassidy, who who did in fact trounce... Tevin Campbell. Now, when I see Britney versus Sean Cassidy, Sarah, I know that you have Sean Cassidy feelings, and we will get to those in a moment. I don't see how anybody stops Britney. I don't think Sean Cassidy stops Britney, and I'm starting to think that Britney might make it to the finals. I don't have Sean Cassidy feelings. If I were going to try to fuck a Cassidy, I mean, at this point, it would have to be Sean because of, you know, <laughs> one of them's dead <laughs> circumstances. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, before I saw his behind the music in which he was just an ass, I was more of a David guy. I just think he is more typical of a teen idol. Mm-hmm. I also confess that after the last couple of weeks of living in American culture, I am a tad weary of contemplating Britney generally. Mm. Um, I don't know that she is quite the embodiment of idolman, idoldom the way I conceive it, but uh, my conception is not the only one. 
this is a fascinating matchup to me. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see what happens, and I have I really have no idea. Well, Emily points out that Sean Cassidy had prominent poster placement in her on her bedroom wall. His music, not so much. So I'll have to drink about this one. <laughs> Sounds like a country music lyric. I like that. Um, uh, Natalie points out that Britney's got momentum for a squicky reason, but she does have momentum, and I think you're right. Although I I echo what you're saying, Sarah. Like, uh, it's yeah. Like, and Lee is saying that Britney's sympathy being hugely high is going to help right now. It's kind of like at the it Oscars. Does. Like Elizabeth Taylor won her Oscar for Butterfield Eight, they think largely because she was recovering from brain surgery. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. So, sure. yeah, we'll see. Um, wait, Tim Gorman writes that he just heard on a podcast that Britney had a bad feeling about a house she bought, so she sold it to Britney Murphy, who died in it. I don't know um, what th- to do with that, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> Now it's time to move on to the twist division where NKOTB, New Kids on the Block, to those of you who are fresh on the scene, did in fact defeat 16th ranked Carly Rae Jepsen. Although, Sarah, I will say Carly Rae did well, but who I did mean, not do as well. Not as well as some 16 seeds, but yeah, she yes. she had a creditable show. Creditable showing. Yes, yes we, we pour one out for her, but I'll tell you who didn't do well. That was Frankie Avalon. He was smoked by Rick Springfield. So now we find ourselves looking at a New Kids on the Block versus Rick Springfield matchup. I don't see how New Kids loses, is what I say. I all the love for Rick Springfield and his diamond cheekbones, but this is a no-brainer. I have said that before, but in this one case, I think (laughs) I'm justified in saying it again uh, because I was right about the New Kids. So yes, I think they proceed. Could they run into trouble? Maybe, but I think we both predicted that they would perhaps take the whole thing. And I, I don't think Rick Springfield really musses their, their gelled hair much. And uh, as Britt points out, uh, Rick was as much for the MILFs as the teens anyway, which, I mean, I guess that's a fair point. Um, and, and, but Natalie says, all my friends had NKOTB sheets and dolls, but nope. And Dan points out that, uh, Rick Springfield still got it because he saw him recently performing and he was good. So, I mean, I, is I, he going to win in a general hospital hotties bracket? Possibly. <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. Yet. No, it's true. So next up, we have Demi Lovato, who beat another bad creation. Aisha, we think of you still. Alas. <laughs> and- Dan would like to point out that he saw Rick Springfield perform on a documentary, not at a concert. I would like to clarify, I regret the error. Clarify that shit, he all capsed. <laughs> Demi Lovato beats Another Bad Creation and Leif Garrett beats Shelley Fabre. But Shelley Fabre got um, over 30 votes. So, you know, not too bad for someone yeah. who can't sing and never pretended like she could. So when we look at Demi versus Leif, Sarah, what are your thoughts? I think Demi had an easier matchup last time. Leif is much tougher and has a legendary behind the music. And um, the fact that he was in The Outsiders, which probably counts against him for most people, but <laughs> not for this bonehead. Um, I think that if there's a powerful enough Gen X showing at the polls, 
that this is Leif Garrett's Toulouse. Adrian writes, you only get a behind the music as epic as Leif Garrett's if you are a teen idol. He is the epitome of the tragic sad sack, and he wears every minute of his teen idleness in the bags and wrinkles on his face. He was fucking Michelle Phillips when he was 17, and she was twice his age. Teen idol all the way. (laughs) I mean... Preach! I forgot about that Michelle Phillips thing, and thank you. Like, yeah. He, he is absolutely the epitome. And then like the backwards kangle to hide the receding hairline. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of plot. Um, Dan would note that he feels that Demi has a compelling personal story and is more That's current. That's also true. So I would vote for Demi. Has she just... paralyzed anyone? No. No. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, moving right along. Um, unsurprisingly, but also correctly, Andy Gibb did, in fact, defeat uh, Brenda Lee. Mm. But in a bit of an upset, Monica overtook Selena Gomez, which I think yeah. is pretty fucking cool. So now we yeah. have Andy Gibb versus Monica, two artists whose music is not very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what can you say? Like, what do you like better? Chest hair or not chest hair? Look, congratulations to Monica on her upset, which is great. In my mind and heart, uh, she cannot step to Gibby like at all, but I mean, I didn't predict her winning the last round, so I don't know what's gonna happen. I I think Andy Gibb is safe though. What do you think? I'm gonna give a spoiler for what's coming in later in this conversation. I think when voters see that there's the possibility in the Sweet 16 of Brandy and Monica facing off, that it might actually get some votes Mm -hmm. for Monica because the prospect yeah. of a Brandy Monica face-off in the Sweet 16 is quite delicious. That being said, I think- I but I feel like we, like we already did that, people, as a culture. Andy Gibb, satin jacket, no shirt, come on. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I think that Andy Gibb makes it forward. I think that Monica is awesome though. and. Mm. Don't Take It Personal is a great song. Good for her. Now, as I just mentioned, we have um, Brandy conquering Ricky Nelson. And in one of the truly most shocking things that has happened to me in this year of our Lord, 2021, (laughs) Leslie Gore didn't just beat Justin Bieber. She evaporated Justin Bieber. She ethered Justin Bieber. Leslie Gore, now Adam Grossworth pointed out to me that he wonders if it was more about people voting against Bieber than they were voting for Leslie Gore. But I, I think also it's, wonder that. I think it's pretty fucking cool. And I also think it's cool that a lot of women made it through to the next round because I just am always going to vote for the women, I guess. So good for you, Leslie Gore, representing an older generation. Here is a little clip of Leslie Gore's live performance of You Don't Own Me that I mentioned in the last episode because I just want to make sure that we get to hear Leslie Gore sounding pretty awesome uh, almost 60 years ago.
Now, did she hit every note correctly? No. But did she put some stank on it? Yes, she did. And I just want to make sure that we acknowledge that when given half a chance, Leslie Gore could indeed put stank on it. That being said, I don't see how she beats Brandy. Brandy's the bomb. And she was like Cinderella, which we've all just been rewatching or she's gotten more attention for recently. Like Brandy is going to take it, I think. Sarah. I don't have a prediction here. Um, I think that... um... I think that Gore might have some momentum, but I also think that these are like sort of different enough um, nostalgia experiences for people. Right. That like, I don't know whose buttons, which one is going to mash. So I don't know what happens and I don't know what the Quaid in full account is going to vote for either, frankly, because (laughs) it's like chalk and cheese. So, um, but I, I think that this is, my absolute favorite thing about this process is being confronted with these matchups that I absolutely didn't expect or like spiritually prepare for. And now it's like Brandy versus Leslie Gore. Like now I must go into a darkened closet and pray slash drink on it. Emily Giordano style. And uh, that's, what's going to happen here, but what's actually going to happen here. I, I don't know. I defer to you guys. Well, I will say that we're having some strong responses for and against both contenders in the comments. So, uh, uh, for instance, Brandy makes me want to punch my grandma. Brandy makes my eyes twitch. Now that you've mentioned a Brandy Monica possibility, I'm torn. Uh, Meh. (laughs) So with that, we have now reached the end of our round of 32 conversation. I want to say thank you to all of you who are in this room with us live. It was a delight to have you. I want to say thank you to all the listeners and thank you to everyone who has voted. I want to remind you that you can vote in the round of 32 at patreon.com slash mastus. That's patreon.com slash mastus. Again, you don't need to be a Mastis patron to vote. You just need a free Patreon account. And we look forward to joining you next week for another live episode in which we will look at who makes it to the Sweet 16 and inevitably probably feel shocked that Leslie Gore is still here. What the fuck do I know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, there might be like actual rumbles. Cool. and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkAndSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah, with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. It's too easy, but that's the way it is. What you think about that? Now you know how I feel.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps. The cat cameos. People not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.